Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. Again, hallelujah. So I want to share some about that with you tonight. Father, we thank you. You alone are worthy. Father, your name is above every other name. You are the high and lifted up one. God, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Father, we ask that you'd stretch forth your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and miracles in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. God, we're asking that you'd ignite the hearts of each and every one watching, listening here, Lord, and around the world. God, I'm asking that you'd ignite our hearts to know you in a fresh way. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I get so encouraged. I want to, um, I want to read to you a verse from Romans chapter 8. Who loves Romans? Yeah. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Just some really good stuff there. Hallelujah. Wonderful Jesus. You could do yourself a favor and spend a month in the book of Romans, you could spend a year. It is, there is just so much good stuff in here. But verse 11, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Does his spirit dwell in you? Yes, when we become born again, it's no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. To be born again is not something, a state of nirvana that we achieve through spiritual uh, exercise. It is salvation by grace through faith in the one and only Saviour, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, hallelujah, who died and rose again. And when you put your faith in Him and say, I believe Jesus Christ died to pay for my sin, to take away my crookedness. I believe He died and rose again. I acknowledge I need mercy, I need forgiveness, and I receive your gift of forgiveness, your gift of righteousness that makes me a new creation. The Bible says, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. Hooray. You become a new creation in Christ. Say new. 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 Hallelujah. You've been raised up. It's no longer you who lives. Hallelujah. You've been set free from you. Hooray. But His Spirit now dwells on the inside of you. You and He have been made one together, hallelujah. And His Spirit in you wants to remind you of the words of Jesus, wants to help you learn what it looks like to live this new life that you've been given, hallelujah. And He is so kind. He is a better teacher than you could ever imagine a teacher could be unbelievably beyond our capacity to comprehend is his patience, is his kindness, is his consistent hope, hallelujah. Our wonderful God, he is so good. But it, it says here that if, his, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, 
He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. That means in our mortal bodies, the body we walk around in on the earth, we have a promise. He will give life to that mortal body. Hallelujah. There it is. It means he came to heal the sick. He came to... uh, Get rid of all the work of the evil one, hallelujah, in our lives because we are no longer subject to the enemy. We now belong to Christ and it's our inheritance, hallelujah, is to receive his life dwelling not only on the inside in our spirit but also in our mortal flesh, giving us healing, miracles. Praise the Lord. It's good news. So I've been, um, I've been enjoying the Psalms this week and I've been thinking a lot about Psalm 37.3. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. You know, there's a lot of things you can feed on that will fill your brain with stuff that you'll battle. Why do it to yourself? Why not instead Feed on the faithfulness of God, the goodness of God. I want to go to sleep at night not battling thoughts from a a movie that I've watched that I regret, but I'd rather go to, to sleep thinking about the faithfulness of God, the miracles of God, the, the, the word of the Lord. I'd rather feed on His faithfulness so that through the night, my spirit is dwelling on the good things, thinking on things that are pure, and lovely and of a good report. When you do this, you will have peace, the Bible says. Hallelujah, it's in Philippians. You can have a read of that, but not now, we're listening. Hallelujah. (laughs) I know you Bible college students, you're like, oh, you just open your Bibles and like, oh, we're gone. No, come back, whoop, praise the Lord. But as we feed on His faithfulness, this, this understanding of God's desire to do miracles, is so important for us, hallelujah. I wanted to just show you um, a few photographs that I've just been looking through today as I was deliberately and intentionally feeding on God's faithfulness. I've been reading about God's um, God's generals, some of the amazing men and women of God. Actually, about midnight last night, I was still all stirred up, excited actually, and I, I went and got a book off the bookshelf that I'd bought in an antique store in England years ago. It's from 1901, I think. And um, it's the life story of D.L. Moody by his son. And um, I had to hold the book fairly carefully. But just reading about his conversion and the way they lived and how they, what sort of lifestyle they had, they made room for their thoughts and their conversations to be continually filled with Him. Hallelujah. And the result was thousands and thousands and thousands of people coming to Christ. And you can read the same about Wigglesworth, Wood, Maria Woodworth Edda, um, Finney, and, and um, John G. Lake. As I'm looking at these people, I realize they, they sought God 
to know Him. And then they sought God to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. And then they didn't stop seeking God for more. All the time, more God, more. I have to know you, I wanna know you. They, they became obsessed with Him. Hallelujah. And the result was miracles, salvations, the glory of God being manifested and revealed so that many came to know Him, hallelujah. And God's ways are higher than our ways. And you know what? He, his idea of evangelism is heal the sick, tell them the kingdom of God's come upon them. If you think you're too sophisticated for that, I'd like to propose to you, God hasn't changed. And He is still doing the same today and greater things, hallelujah. And you know, I used to read these people and I'd, I'd read about Reinhard Bonnke and I'd get a bit frustrated and think, I wanna see it now in my nation and I wanna see it in the West, I wanna see it in my ministry, God. I don't wanna just read about it and, and um, put it on some pedestal as some unattainable thing. I, that should be now and more because we go from glory to glory. So God, be it unto us according to your word. And one of the ways that I do that is I like to play the I Remember When game. David Ridley, Pastor David from up in Darwin, um, first began saying this and I thought, oh, I love that. His dad encouraged him. He's, they were just talking on the phone. He said, Dave, tell me a testimony. And Dave had to think, hang on, I gotta actually really think. And so he decided to start putting a list on his phone of instant testimonies that he could encourage himself with. And we were, we were talking, Meg was there, Pastor Daniel was there, and we were talking at, at the uh, camp in, Daniel, in, in Darwin, and um, we started to play this I Remember When game. And so I decided I should make my own list, hallelujah. And um, as I was doing that, then I realized, you know, there are so many more miracles that I, I just forget because I, I'm, I'm not reminding myself. And when we remind ourselves of the things the Lord has done, what it does is it encourages us to receive and believe afresh for more, hallelujah. So as I, I just wanted to show you a few photographs. There's so many more, there's so many videos, so many testimonies that, um, you know, as we look at these things, it's not to say, aren't I great, because I am so not but God so is, hallelujah. And I wanna encourage you that as we look at some of these testimonies, the, the reason I wanna show these to you today is I believe the Holy Spirit is trying to spark some people here today. That He wants to spark you to begin to believe for more, hallelujah. We mustn't settle for a few miracles here and there. God wants to do and take us. I can feel the lift off happening. I can feel it happening. Can you sense God doing something? It's so exciting, hallelujah. Well, Emily, have you got some of those photos there? I'll, oh, here we go, here's one. There's Pastor Tony Thompson. I think this is back 2010, hallelujah, in Statesboro, Georgia. Um, and this man who's got the microphone, his name's Tracy. Uh, he shares a beautiful testimony about 
how he, had, he was an alcoholic and he'd injured his knee very badly, dislocated his knee. And then he had a job at a, um, a carnival where he had to uh, pull some really heavy things with other, it took about 12 men to actually every night pull this stuff down. But um, after he had his accident, his knee kept being dislocated every time he'd do it. And then after a while, he lost his job because he couldn't put any weight on his leg without it dislocating. And he spiraled even further down in alcoholism and pain. And they brought a whole bunch of them to this glory explosion in Statesboro, Georgia. And he was watching and he was seeing people throwing their canes away and people getting their ears opened and amazing miracles happening. And he just... He was a bit skeptical. And finally, at the end, uh, he came forward for prayer. And he'd been seeing people kneel at the altar and thinking, I don't know how they do that, you know, put their legs underneath them like that. I wish I could do that. And the Holy Spirit just touched him and instantly healed him. And um, he gave his life back to the Lord. And just such a beautiful testimony. And the guy beside him, his name's Ricky, he had a serious skin condition that where the skin would crack open and he'd get infection all through his skin and um, dermatologists couldn't do anything about it. He was instantly healed, hallelujah. He came back this night. He actually started ripping his shirt off and Pastor Tony was like, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Um, just to show that all the new skin and uh, the way the Holy Spirit had touched him and healed him, which is beautiful. What's next, Em? Uh, this is in Nicaragua, in Managua. Um, they did a, a really big uh, crusade and they, had, um, they, they actually gave out free tickets to all the prostitutes in the city to come along. And there were, there were thousands of people there. We saw hundreds and hundreds and hundreds come to Jesus, praise the Lord. But this lady, um, she wasn't able to walk. You can see her holding properly. She had um, major issues with her legs. Uh, she had a cane and she was just running around, hallelujah, which is glorious. Next, next one. Uh, this lady had a deaf ear, praise the Lord. God opened her deaf ear. Thank you, Jesus. Next one, Emily. This lady had a big goiter on her neck and uh, none of these people actually had hands laid on them. They were just healed sitting in their seat and came up to, to uh, say the Lord had touched them and healed them. It's just beautiful. Next one. This lady is, she's from Korea. Uh, she lost her hearing completely when she was six. And uh, she's a famous artist in Korea, actually. And after she was healed, a few days later, she came and brought me this painting, which I have in my house just to commemorate and remind me of that the Lord had healed her ear and she'd got her hearing 100% restored. And you know, I still walk past that painting in my house and touch it sometimes just to remind myself. I remember, I remember when, hallelujah. Next one, Em. This is really fun. Um, this is in Brisbane. A man had come for prayer. He had issues with the soles of his feet. Um, some, I don't remember what was wrong with him. He had some pain in his feet and we went to pray for him and he had these new shoes but as the Holy Spirit touched him he flew backwards and the soles of his shoes blew off the bottom of his feet and he drove the bus so he had to actually um, tape them back up again <laughs> so he could drive the bus 
Hallelujah. Also, he got asked for prayer for his two nephews who were in hospital in a coma. We sent the word of healing. Both of them were instantly healed, came out of the coma as we prayed. Hallelujah. That's happy news. This lady's in fin from Finland. Um, she was completely deaf and God opened her ears. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This lady, this was here in Brisbane. Who remembers this lady? She was in our communion group for the new visitors a couple of years ago, missionaries to Thailand, and they were here on furlough. She had been diagnosed with leukemia. She felt a whirlwind go through her as we prayed. And uh, praise the Lord, came back a week later to testify that the doctors said there was nothing. No more cancer, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He's so faithful. Oh, Abby took this photo. No, Abby's daughter took this photo. I wanted to show you this because, um, you know, you think this is very strange, but we were prophesying about angels. And they took this photograph and I think, wow, God. Wow, God, what aren't we seeing? What aren't we seeing? Next one. That it? We're done. Hallelujah. I, I get so encouraged when I remind myself about these things. And, and then I was just looking at some of the videos of people's testimonies, like um, little girl Cadence who had been shaken and um, 18 months old, had no control over her eyes, they'd roll around in her head. And in front of everybody, God just brought her eyes straight. Hallelujah, she was instantly healed. Um, just there's so many testimonies. But as I go through it, my heart gets stirred and I start to think, Lord, there is so much more that you want to do. We heard a testimony last week of a lady that had been instantly healed from a nut allergy, hallelujah, in Sydney. Um, when I'd been down there to pray, she'd had a really severe nut allergy and God instantly delivered her. Several months later, they were able to come and tell me that the Lord's healed her. But you know, I believe the Holy Spirit is wanting to take us out of a place of complacency and fear into a place of actually believing that His Spirit wants to quicken and give life to our mortal flesh. Even um, over the last few weeks, I've had, I got managed to get barley belly on our holiday, hallelujah, so my tummy got upset and then I, I got a cold and um, I thought, no, I'm not, I don't want this, Lord. And you know, I remember even today, I, you know, I've, been, I've been well ever since, but I've, I've been battling with the leftovers of a cold but just as I was worshiping today, I just began to see any sickness or any virus in me leaving my body and just going to Him and letting His life flow into my body. Because God hasn't called us to go, oh, it's just a cold, I'll just have to put up with it. God's called us to actually begin to lay hold of the truth of what He says and say, Lord, be it unto me according to Your Word. Your Spirit does live in the inside of me and Your Word says here that Your life will give life to my mortal body through Your Spirit that dwells in me. So Lord, I thank You that You're giving life to my mortal flesh right now. 
Lord, as I come to worship you, I see your life flowing into my body. I thank you, Lord, that all sickness goes out of me and onto you because surely you bore my sorrows. By your stripes, I am healed, hallelujah. All our fears, all our worries, all our stresses, instead of living with them, You see, I believe this is the awakening God's wanting to bring us into, is out of a place of tolerating a normal mortal life and starting to enter into a glorious spiritual life that not only acknowledges that one day in the sweet by and by will we will there be no more tears and no more pain. But right now, God wants to give me peace that passes understanding, joy inexpressible and full of glory. And He wants to give life to my mortal flesh. He wants me to walk in supernatural, divine health. How do we know that? Because the Bible tells us. He tells us that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. He tells us that Jesus came to destroy the works of the evil one. And when you look at the life of Jesus, every person who came to him asking for healing was healed. There was not one person that Jesus said, you don't understand this but it's going to be better for you and for every, there's a mysterious reason you don't understand, but it's better that you stay sick and you glorify me through it. What sort of father would that be if he was standing there, I can heal you, but I'm, you're not gonna understand it, but I'm not going to. He's just not like that. You, you can't find that in the Bible. The Bible says that Jesus is the revelation of the Father. That's who He is. And if He didn't say to anybody, you're not gonna get well, I don't feel like you're supposed to get healed, then neither can we adopt that as an excuse. But neither did He spend time pointing the finger going, well, what sin have you done that you got sick? He didn't tell people, send them off to say, go and so you go and find out where you opened the door to that sickness and repent before you come and talk to me. He didn't do that either. He just freely gave it away to anybody who asked. I dare to say we've overcomplicated the power of God. God's desire for us is not to get so tied up with the why God, why, when God, when, how God, how, but come back to the simplicity of saying, God, your spirit lives on the inside of me. I'm seated with you in heavenly places. You are my divine obsession. I'm gonna give myself to knowing you. And Lord, in knowing you, I discover the greatness of the power toward us who believe. And that same spirit that raised you from the dead lives in me and you say, freely I've received, so freely I will give. Hallelujah. That would be the simplicity of the gospel. God's heart for us is not to live with a thought that, well, you know, maybe that's good for certain people. Some people have tried it. They've, I tried praying for someone and no one got healed. 
I listened to a testimony today as I was going through some of the videos. And there was a, a young lady in Korea. She came to one of my conferences in Daejeon and um, she didn't get healed. She had a deaf ear. She really wanted to get healed. She didn't get healed. We prayed a few times. She didn't get healed. Her father, who was in the government, um, said, she's preaching again in Seoul in a few days. Why don't you take some time off work and come? And so she came, and she came to the next conference in Seoul a few days later. And her father was like, go on, go on, get prayer again. Go on, get prayer again. She went out and got prayer again, and bang, her ear instantly opened. <laughs> Hallelujah. I had a lovely tea set from the Blue House in Korea for, as a memorial gift of, thank you, Jesus, I remember. You healed that official's daughter. And she was saying, now she can listen on both ears on her phone. Hallelujah. <laughs> Samsung's in Korea. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But not at Glory City. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Early teasing. Sorry, 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 Gareth. Sorry, Mark. Mark, sorry too. Hallelujah. Early teasing. I really believe the Holy Spirit's wanting. I can feel a fresh grace for the gift of faith. And it's because people are starting to make room for a deposit from heaven that will ignite you afresh in the hope of your calling. The hope of your calling is to be like Him, free from fear, free from stress, free from worry, free from pain, hallelujah, moving in His power, knowing that His Spirit comes, is alive in you. And you know, I believe the key is union, is a revelation of not me trying to strive to do something, but me resting in the reality and the truth. Your spirit lives in me, I live in you. I've been raised up with you. I can come and worship you now, not with a fear that you're still counting my sins against me, not with a fear that you are, are judging me as not enough and not having done well enough and not spiritual enough, but I can put all that fear aside knowing that your grace is better than I feel like I deserve. And I can come to you in faith as one who has been made righteous, knowing full well I haven't earned the definition, but received it in humility and thanks. And in that place, I can come and I can cuddle God. I can receive His embrace. I can receive His affirmation where He just overwhelms us with revelation of the value he feels for us. It's, it's love that's beyond comprehension. It's in the book, Ephesians 3, 14 to 21, the love of Christ that passes knowledge that you need spiritual help to be able to understand because it doesn't make human sense. He should be offended with us. He should be taking time. We think that because we think God's like us. But praise the Lord, He is altogether glorious. He is the definition of God. And He says, no, 
I've called you to be like me. And this is how I love. I look at you and I've got nothing in my heart against you. I don't even remember your past sin. You don't remember. You, when you give your sin to God, He doesn't remember it. He takes it, throws it into the sea of forgetfulness as if it happened. And when you approach God in faith, believing that to be the truth, you can open up the gates of your heart and the King of glory will come in and He will so saturate you with the revelation of how He feels about you that all of a sudden, faith will be freed up to to rise in your heart and begin to be the fragrance that he wants to be to the world around you, amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we say thank you. I'm excited because I can feel that God is moving. I can feel him stirring us. Why don't you just lift your hands to the Lord and say, yes, God, I want more. God, I want more. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, I thank you that your spirit lives on the inside of us. And God, I'm asking, Father, that you would ignite in the hearts of each one here, God, a fresh passion, a fresh revelation that you would give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that they may know afresh the hope of your calling. God, that they would dream your dreams. Lord, that they would revelate and understand the the truth of how you feel about them. God, that they would know the riches of your glorious inheritance in us, the saints. And that they would know the greatness of the power toward them who believe. I see a supernatural ease coming because the gift of faith is gonna cause you to walk on the water where you once gave it a go, you're gonna step out in supernatural faith that carries you over the top of the circumstantial evidence that would try to intimidate you. It's done. There here, it's re- well, he's releasing it now in the name of Jesus. A fresh gift of faith is coming. I can see it, hallelujah. It's a fresh gift of faith. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website, www.glorycitychurch.com.au. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at info at glorycitychurch.com.au. We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au. God bless.